0: Thank you, boys and girls, for leading us in worship this morning. We all live in a day and a time in which genuine character is greatly underappreciated. But on the other hand, as a society, we are quick to honor and appreciate and idolize those whose beauty and Success has contributed to their own fame. Entertainment stars and professional stars and athletes are quickly idolized by men and women of today and boys and girls of all ages. And usually these stars land on our own mental radar somewhere on the spectrum between those that that perhaps we are slightly jealous of in some capacity uh, to the other extreme of those that um, become even our own role models. But we are much, much slower to recognize, to honor, to idolize those whose character is pleasing to God. Now, sure, there have been all sorts of attempts and programs to re-emphasize the importance of character, such as the popularized program Character Counts, which has been uh, implemented in schools and um, public agencies, community programs, and nonprofits by thousands of groups all across this country in an attempt to to refocus on their six pillars of good character, responsibility, respect, fairness, caring, citizenship, and I think I'm missing one, others. But you know the point. And I think all of us would quickly say that these and other attempts to, to elevate the importance of character are steps In a positive direction. But for us gathered here this morning, Christians, we want to know what this book says about good character. So that's our task this morning. What is godly character? And thankfully, Proverbs chapter 31 gives a very clear and comprehensive picture of A woman of godly character. And as we jump right into Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31 this morning, I want to give us two questions to guide our examination of this passage. Two questions to guide our time in this passage. And number one is this. What is godly character? What is godly character? And number two... How should we respond to this truth? So once we determine what godly character is, what it looks like, then what's the proper response for us this morning? So let's look now at Proverbs chapter 31, beginning in verse 10. But before I read that text, let's pray together. Father God, once again, we, we come before you this morning asking you to guide us. Lord, may you Speak in the next few minutes through your word. Lord, your word promises that your word will not return void, that it will accomplish the purpose, the task that you have for it. So, Lord, we ask that you speak to us now through your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Proverbs chapter 31, beginning in verse 10. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. Verse 19, in her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. Verse 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring, bring her praise at the city gate. Now before we look at, at this passage in closer detail, I want us to pause for a minute uh, and to uh, reflect on a few contextual items to consider in the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs uh, repeatedly uses three different character tropes. Character types, excuse me. Number one, the wise. This is the person that pursues God and God's covenant. Number two, the full, the person who rejects God and his covenant. And thirdly, the simple. The simple is someone that's kind of in between the two, torn between these two different directions. And these pictures, these Portraits; These character types are often exaggerated throughout the book of Proverbs in order to, to give a very clear picture of their type. And so that's what we find right here in Proverbs chapter 31. We find this exaggerated ideal of this wise person, this wise woman. And, and the wise is the one that all of us as believers ought to be striving to be like. And so that's what we have here. And if the bar sounds like it's set high, that's because it is. This perfect, comprehensive picture of a woman modeling godly character. And I don't know what some of you ladies uh, thought as we read through this passage. Some of you may have been thinking wait a minute you don't know how much I'm responsible for. You don't know how busy my life is. You don't know how busy my husband is. Or you don't know how how involved my kids are in various activities. There is absolutely no way that I can live up to that picture that's presented here in Proverbs chapter 31. I'm doomed for failure before I even begin. And this is... This is a feeling or a phenomenon that, that we as people today are not unfamiliar with. Because those very same stars that I alluded to earlier, in our society, send the impression that, that ladies, that uh, the ideal for you is, is to have airbrushed, naturally tanned skin and a size uh, 2 waist, no matter the sacrifice or cost to you. And the same society tells us men that the ideal for us is to have washboard abs and 32-inch biceps and to stand out on any, on any sports field or arena or, or, or court, no matter the cost or sacrifice to us. But those standards come from a broken, misguided System that values the wrong stuff. The good news for us this morning is that the standard in Proverbs chapter 31 of godly character is God's standard and it comes from Him. And even though the bar is set high, I think we'll all leave this morning with a good starting point to what it looks like to pursue a life of godly character. This particular passage, Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31, is an acrostic poem with every verse beginning with the successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it begins and ends very generally describing. What it is uh, to be a person of noble character, as some translations describe it, uh, excellent character. Look back at verse 10, a wife of noble character who can find. And then jumping down to verse 29, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. But in between these two ends, these two bookends that that come full circle to what it means to be a noble woman or a noble person or a person of excellent character, we have all these concrete descriptions of what that looks like in the details of everyday life. So it opens and it closes with two stanzas, verses 10 through 12 and verses 30 and 31. uh, Verses 10 through 12 teach us that This woman of noble character is rare. She's hard to find. But when you find her, you have found a gem, a treasure. Someone that you know is trustworthy because she always keeps her word. And in between these two extremes, we have six stanzas that we're going to fly through this morning that have all these different pictures of concrete details of everyday life. So look at the first of these with me this morning, verses 13 through 15. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family in portions for her female servants. And the picture here is of a woman who supervises her household. And this is not a small household. This is a blessed household. But she takes responsibility of providing for them, of working for them, of working even during the night, getting up while it is still night. And notice that she doesn't wait around for her servants or her maidens, to wait on her, but she serves them. Verse 15, the next stanza, verses 16 through 18, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. This is a responsible woman, a woman that is making responsible business and financial practices. She's a hard worker. She works vigorously. She's selfless. She's doing all of this for her household, for her family. Next stanza, verses 19 through 21. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household. For all of them are clothed in scarlet. This is a woman who has gained the necessary skills to provide for her household. She's learned these skills. She's she's sought out these skills, these practices, these endeavors to, to best work and provide for and take responsibility for those in her own house. She's not a lazy, wealthy woman, she's a hard worker. Gracious and generous. And not only is she working for her own household, but she's working hard to provide for, verse 20, the poor and the needy. So she's working to extend to those that have need. And she works so diligently, so prudently, that she's not caught off guard by anything. She's well prepared in advance for whatever the future may hold, even if it brings inclement weather. Now, we here in Birmingham, Alabama, prepare well for some things. We prepare well for probably football season, for tailgates, uh, perhaps retirement. Uh, in recent years especially, in recent months, uh, we are preparing probably better for uh, Thunderstorms, dangerous weather for tornadic, isn't that a word, tornadic type weather? But snowy weather or icy weather is probably something that we don't prepare as well for, like this woman here in Proverbs chapter 31. And so when James Spann or JP Dice or Jerry Tracy or whoever your favorite local weatherman or woman is, says that snowy weather or icy weather is coming. Most of us get in the car and we go down to Publix or to Winn-Dixie or to Walmart and we stock up to make sure we're prepared for days of snowed-in conditions, as if that's ever really going to happen here. (laughs) But this woman in Proverbs 31 doesn't have to do that because she's well prepared in advance for whatever the future brings. Next stanza, verses 22 through 24. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. This is a successful woman who's proved herself in business practices She provides her family with royal clothes. They dress like royalty. And she's even contributed to her husband's positive reputation as he takes his seat among the elders of the land at the city gate. And this is the same picture, if you remember back to the end of February when we were studying through Ruth, this is the same picture uh, that we saw of Boaz gathering at the city gate to talk with the nearer kinsmen in front of the elders, the judicial leaders of the city, where he made his vow, his promise to purchase Ruth and Elimelech's property. And so this woman has contributed by her character to her husband's positive reputation. Next stanza, verses 25 through 27. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her diligence has resulted in her own confidence no matter what the future holds. She can approach it confidently knowing that she will be well taken care of. She is wise and gracious. And we see this theme throughout the book of Proverbs. Of the wise person, the wise man. And Proverbs chapter 31 clearly portrays that this wisdom is not just for men. It is for women. It is for all people, all of God's people. And she portrays that. She gets faithful or reliable instruction. She's alert like a watchman. Verse 27, she watches over the affairs of her household. In verses 28 and 29, the last of these stanzas before I believe we see the poet's summation of the whole matter. Verse 28, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And I love these particular two verses on today, how fitting they are For us today on this Mother's Day. Because we've already seen in this passage that she is honored by her husband. But here her children are invited in as well. And she's seen as an honorable woman. And families can judge the character of a family member the best. It's one thing For someone who doesn't know us very well to to speak highly of us. But it's another thing altogether for those that know us best within our own families to speak highly of us. And that's what we see right here by this woman's household. Her husband, her servants, her children, her family. And then in verse 29, the climax. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And we've seen a number of noble activities, examples throughout this passage. We've seen examples of generosity and selflessness, graciousness, responsibility, success, respectability, and a number of other practices. But I believe that it's in the final the final stanza that we see this poet, this author's summation of the whole matter. Look at verse 30. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So what is godly character? That was our question at the beginning of examining this passage. What is godly character? No doubt it spells itself out. It it works itself out into all these specific practices that we've seen in this particular text. But it begins with, and it hinges on, and it is summarized in reverent worship of God. The summation of godly character is reverent worship of God. Of God. That's what this passage and what the book of Proverbs and the Book of the Bible means by fear of the Lord. It's having a healthy and proper understanding of who God is and responding appropriately. In C.S. Lewis's popularized book and now film, The Lion, The Witch, and the Wardrobe, young Lucy is asking questions about Aslan, the lion, the king of the entire land. And as she hears about him and anticipates his arrival, she asks this question, is he safe? And the response that she gets is, oh, he is not safe, but he is good. And that's the kind of proper and healthy understanding that we as the people of God ought to have of our God. Knowing who he is, he is the almighty maker of heaven and earth. He is the righteous judge that judges all sinners in justice. And he is the loving savior who his extended salvation by his grace, through the death of his son on the cross, to all who will put their faith in him. He is the one that while we were still sinners, died for us. And this Proverbs chapter 31 character synopsis of reverent worship of God provides a beautiful picture of what a godly woman looks like. But it is the type of character that all of us as people, men and women, boys and girls of all ages, ought to be pursuing with our lives. And so, the second question that I pose this morning is how should we respond to this truth? How should we respond to the truth that godly character begins and is summarized in reverent worship of God? And we respond, number one, By pursuing it. By pursuing reverent worship of God. So mothers pursue reverent worship of God. Fathers pursue reverent worship of God. Grandmothers pursue reverent worship of God. Grandfathers pursue reverent worship of God. Husbands pursue reverent worship of God. Wives pursue reverent worship of God. Children. Pursue reverent worship of God. Church, let's pursue reverent worship of God. This is the pursuit of godly character. So that's one way in which we all should respond to this truth this morning. But there's another way very clearly depicted here at the conclusion of this chapter that we should respond as well. Verse 31, honor her for all that her hands have done. And let her works bring her praise at the city gate. And so secondly, we respond to this truth by honoring those that are practicing it. And many of us have had the privilege of seeing this type of godly character lived out among women in our own lives, mothers, grandmothers, maybe aunts, Maybe daughters or daughter-in-laws or granddaughters. And when we see that, we ought to honor it. We ought to recognize it. We ought to appreciate it. And we've also seen it lived out among women in our church family or perhaps women in the marketplace or women in the workplace. So let's honor it. Let's recognize it. Let's show our appreciation and our love for those that are living this type of lifestyle, a life that pursues reverent, worship. Of God. We have a small token, though not much, for our mothers that are here this morning. And as you leave, you'll be uh, greeted at one of the doorways by the ushers that we want to, to in a small way, honor you uh, by giving you a devotional that uh, I looked at this morning that um, actually looks at Proverbs quite a bit and what it means to pursue this wisdom, this godly character of God. So as you leave, uh, please take those. But a third way and a final way that we can respond to this truth this morning is by concluding with reverent worship of God. Something that we're invited to every week as we gather together and as we respond to the truths of Christ's word. So in just a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to proclaim truths about God. And so I would urge you to do that whether verbally or in your mind, to proclaim truths about who God is and and to pause and to ask God to to mold all of us into, into people of godly character today. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word is true and that it provides instruction for living every day of life. And, Lord, I pray that these words found in, in your scriptures in Proverbs chapter 31 would be on our hearts and on our minds as, as we respond now in just a few moments and as we leave this place today, as we have conversations around the lunch table, or as we go about our days today, as we go about our work weeks this week. Lord, may you be glorified in our behavior. May we pursue reverent worship of you in all that we do because you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.